we're back. Another episode. This will be on both platforms. Myself, uh, Duan Marrero and Rayfield Davis on the podcast. Myself, uh, I'm joined by Myron Jenkins. Pleasure to have you on the podcast this morning, Myron. What's going on? Man, happy to be here, man. Uh, really excited about the upcoming camp and just all of the other things that we got going on. And it's just going to be a pleasure and a blessing to be able to see all of the things that we've got in store. Make sure you guys stay tuned uh, because we're, we're coming. Rayfield Davis, Big Ten analyst, joins us on the podcast as well this morning. Talk about the camp. Uh, Rayfield's been doing a lot of camps, a lot of events uh, within Indiana and continues to expand. Rayfield, talk about your first camp and, and what that meant for you and the city of Fort Wayne. Uh, yeah, my first camp was two years ago in Fort Wayne. We had a Christmas camp. Uh, it went well. We uh, honestly, going into it, the thought of it was not necessarily how many kids we get, but it was just to give the idea of having camps and different things like that again in the community. Being able to get kids to come out when they all when they're on a school break or they take a time away from school, or they don't have anything to do, come to the gym and come hoop. A lot of times kids, especially in the wintertime, when you think about the gym access, a lot of kids don't have gym access when they're out of school or when they don't have AAU practice or they're not with the middle school team. So for me, it was about coming back home, opening up the gym for everybody, even the kids that some kids, one, some kids can't afford a $200 camp. Two, some kids' parents don't see the value of sending their kid to a camp that costs $300 because maybe their son won't even, or daughter won't even make the high school team at that level. So our camp was all about being able to get kids into the gym, being able to expose kids to things within basketball, but outside of being a basketball player. We had different breakdowns of showing the kids what it's like to be a media broadcaster, showing the kids what it's like to do video and editing, coaching, being a GM of a team, talking about, how the physical therapist of an NBA team still gets that NBA check. So we talk a lot about things like that, which is why we call it the Bigger Than Basketball program. But it was, it was beautiful. We had 50 kids come out to our first camp. First camp all 50 were free, except one, one kid came the day of. His mom donated to sponsor another kid. So we had 50 kids come to camp for free. The parents loved it. The kids loved it. We fast forward two years later. We just wrapped up our spring break camp in Fort Wayne. Had over 100 kids come to camp. Had 60 scholarships we gave out to kids who couldn't afford it but just wanted to come hoop. It just was a lot. And I, um, I won't be long-winded, but I'll take it back to that first camp. And we had a kid come to camp who had a tough like, home situation. I mean, without going into any details. He hadn't been on the AAU team. He was in the seventh grade. Never was on the AAU team. Never was really on a structured team at all. Bounced around living situations. After the camp, he's not a – after that camp in Fort Wayne, he's not a best seventh-grade player on the gym wrestling in Fort Wayne. So sometimes it's all about the opportunity to have someone come and see you. So he had a good first day. I had never heard him before. I had Jared Quarles come see him the next day, and now he with gym rats. Been with them for two years now. So for me, that's what it's all about. Unbelievable. And once again, that's DeWan Morrell Summer Camp uh, presented by Ball U Academy, Myron Jenkins and his camp. Uh, special guests, Lewis Jackson and Rafael Davis, uh, June 13th through the 15th, that Monday and Tuesday, 9 to 3, Wednesday, 9 to 12. Uh, we will be serving food that Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, we will 
giving out t-shirts uh, sponsored by Dave Gladish Law Firm and Big Shoulders Fund amongst G2 Greg Jones and his brand along with Nico Panusas and other sponsors that can't wait to be a part of the event. Myron, talk about your expectations for this upcoming June and what it means to ball you Academy to partner with obviously myself and Raphael Davis. Um, my expectations is to bring the game back to its purest form. Uh, as of right now, um, obviously, you know, things have evolved um, in the sense in which uh, not just for basketball, just in life in general. Uh, kids are able to become entrepreneurs early. Uh, the idea of becoming a millionaire is not far-fetched, no matter what your race, sex, gender, or orientation is. Uh, it's a situation now in which everybody is now doing things for the money. So if I'm not good at basketball nowadays, I'm not going to even play it because I don't have a chance to make it to the NBA. And I think, you know, basketball in itself is just a dope game and it teaches you so many other things besides just trying to make it to the NBA. Like uh, Rafe uh, eloquently put it, he's teaching them how to be GMs, he's teaching them how to be videographers, other things of that nature. And the thing about it is there are people who go to the golf course all the time and play golf and build relationships, make deals, all sorts of things. They ain't never played the PGA Tour. They ain't trying to make it to the PGA Tour. They play because they enjoy the game. And we want to get back to the point where guys are playing because it's a fun game to play. And all the relationships that I built when I played back in the day, those are still relationships I have to this day. Uh, one more thing about this is just as far as uh, being able to collaborate with you guys, it's a blessing because I've been doing this for quite some time and to be able to get this opportunity to work with guys who have the same agreement and have the same passion for being able to bring the game back to its proper place to the fundamentals of how it started with building relationships, making friendships, becoming socially inclined in social environments, having more confidence. That's what it's really about because, you know, it's only 450 people in the NBA. I don't know which person's going to make it. They're going to separate themselves naturally. But what else can you learn from this game to carry over? You may become the next entrepreneur. I mean, Barack, he the president, or he was the president, he used to hoop. So it's like, there's so many other ways you can network and play this game. And we're just trying to get it back to that way. And then another thing, just off of that, what you said there, Myron, is that when you look at basketball, you look at basketball today, and I don't care how you look at it, is that AAU and youth basketball has turned into a middle-class sport. You don't, you don't really see those reversible – I mean, you do for those neighborhood teams, but you don't see those reversible jersey teams making it to the championship like you used to. Like, you don't see yeah. teams getting pulled out of the neighborhood, sticking together. It's more of a pay-to-play. If you can't pay, you can't play. Or if you're 6'9", as an eighth grader, you play for free. You know what I mean? It's not really a, a space for kids anymore, especially in my neighborhood when you think about – both of the YMCA closed down, the church league stopped, the summer camps stopped. It was really, if you can't, and no, no offense to the programs in town, but if you can't afford 1500 1200 to go play for gym rats or OPS, you've got to go play at a community center and y'all not leaving town all summer. And there's nothing wrong with that, but when I was coming up, we had community-based teams that would travel, that would go beat all Ohio Red, that would go beat Indiana Elite in Indiana, we were so good that ultimately Jim Rats asked us to come over and be with them. So when it comes nowadays, there's not really that uh, opportunity for kids that 
if you're not that talented young to be able to play without costing the arm and a leg, you think about training fees, some of these trainers out here charging. I mean, they got to eat. So I, I'm a trainer, so I'm, I'm talking against myself. You charge $75 an hour for a player. Like, that's four workouts. That's $300. You know what I mean? The AAU team charging $100 per month. That's somebody's light bill. Like, everybody can't afford that. So what we're trying to do is give somebody give, give a space to play. One, you look at the camp fee, $100, which is for what you're getting and the players you're getting and the, the pedigrees they have, which is a cheap price based on that. If you, look around, if you look around at other camps and the camp coaches, you know what I mean? You got Lewis Jackson, who's considered the best point guard to ever play at Purdue University. You know what I mean? You never know who else may stop through. You may see A.J. Hammonds, who was drafted from that area. I mean, Rico, myself. But then you also think about for those kids who can't even pay $100, because I can't hold you $100 is a lot for a three-day camp. But you guys can come for free because we, we structure it in a way where we have scholarships, we have if you can pay, you pay. If you can't pay, we found a way for you to still be able to come. And I think that's what that's what's gotten lost in what you're saying. And now it's a money grab for a lot of people that no one no one is caring about that kid that wanna hoop, love to hoop, but just isn't that good. You're not bringing him along for free because you may have another kid that may pay a thousand dollars for that spot. And then also just from that is from that and with it being more middle class game now. Kids aren't building relationships across town. And I don't know how it is in Gary, but in Fort Wayne, you think about myself, I think about Grady Eifert. He's from Fort Wayne. He went to Purdue with me. We were teammates at Purdue. Both played basketball in town. I'm two years older than Grady. I've never seen him around. You know what I mean? I've never seen him at a camp. I've never seen him at a league. Where now you get the thing where if you have 40 kids that come on a scholarship and then you have 40 kids that maybe pay to play that come from a suburban area, now you're breaking down barriers in the community. Now these kids are growing up together, coming to camp for 10 years straight together. So when they get to be seniors in high school and they go to a party, it's no friction. You know what I mean? Or even, even if you break it down to not even that level, you break it down to the community. Last summer we had, we held the Deshaun Thomas Summer League, over 100 kids outside at the park. You had obvious, I mean, I mean I'm sure you guys know how it is. You look at the kids and you know who some of their parents are and you realize, oh, those two, those parents don't like each other. They got real problems. But then you're able to manipulate situations and just because their parents have problems, these two can be on the same team at the summer league and they're going to be best of friends by the time it's over. So that may be dissolved. And then when you think about their dads coming to the park, there's no problem at the park. So now if I've seen you for six weeks straight, it's been no problem. Our, our boys are playing together you maybe not know what tension that could ease. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of things that go into this that's bigger than just basketball. It's bigger than come for three days, come hoop. Yeah, you're going to hoop. We know how to hoop. All of our guys played at college level, played overseas, played in the league, whatever. But you got to learn how to be a human. Like, you got to learn how to be a business of people, be able to move around in different rooms, be able to be in the neighborhood, to be able to go be in a corporate office, be able to see what it looks like, be able to have – I had a camp in Atlanta last summer. We had a pharmaceutical sales rep from Eli Lilly come and speak to the kids. Before he spoke, I asked the kids, how many of y'all know what a pharmaceutical salesman is? It was about 35 of them. No one raised their hand. I asked them, how many, how many of y'all know a drug dealer? Everybody in the group raised their hand, even the third graders. So it's a thing where this guy is selling legal drugs. This is 
this is the corporate way to do it. He looked just like y'all do. And I heard one of the kids say, because my guy, he had on his Louis belt, he had on his little bag satchel. He was looking like one of the kids goes, I didn't know you could dress like that with a real job. So it's wow. this little stuff, it's this little stuff like that, that it just really, that's where I really get a passion from. And I know now I'm getting long-winded, but I think about, and that was the, the uh, in Atlanta College Park in that area. And you think about the camp, we just had OPS. And I got an email before camp. It's the email stated, hey, long story short, I want to come to camp. My daughter just passed away. My son's middle school coach said he can't be on the team because he went to my daughter's funeral and missed tryout. That's crazy, right? You think about it like that, that's wild. And, but then at the time she said, we want to play basketball, but we can't afford it. We can't afford to hoop. So I told him, obviously, I told him to come come to camp, come come to camp. Long, I mean, whole time, it's a white family. You know what I mean? They were struggling. Right. So now he, he's been to all of our camps. He ate lunch at that first camp. We had barbecue chicken, macaroni cheese. We do we do lunch up. We do lunch. My guy fell asleep after after lunch. Didn't do camp the rest of this. Fell asleep. He was that hungry. And then you fast forward to two more camps. One of our camp coaches, and this is no lie, this is honest to God's truth. One of our camp coaches who is in the army in Berlin, stationed in Berlin right now, he sent him, he sent the little guy some shoes, some LeBrons and some walking shoes. And I told his mom, make sure she brought him to camp to, you know, because one of our coaches got him something nice. He shows up to camp, and I kid you not, I kid you not, my guy wears a four. And he had on a seven. He put on those LeBrons and said he had, had, he had never had a shoe fit like that. He had, and he said, I never, his first words was, these for me, I never had real basketball shoes before. So, you know what I mean? So, it's like little stuff like that that go beyond the court that, yeah, we love the hoopers, but it's those kids that love hoop that maybe just ain't going to be on varsity, but maybe they be the manager of the team. Maybe they turn out to be Brad Stevens. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Echo that, Myron. What's, what's your perspective of uh, what, what Rayfield just said? Oh, man. It's the reason why I do it. It's the reason why I feel like everybody should do it. But I also know the world isn't perfect. I also understand, you know, this is a billion dollar industry. Basketball is a billion dollar industry. And there's going to be some people that, you know, are going to try to capitalize on it. And, you know, I actually uh, compared, like, just talk a little bit about trainers. Trainers are just like barbers. Like, it's not how good you cut hair. It's who hair you're cutting. So as a trainer, you know, you may not know everything, but if you just happen to train the right person, now you're in the game. Whereas, you know, you could be the best trainer in the world, but you're training kids that probably, you know, gotten better, but they're not the NBA success story or the overseas success story. But this kid probably wasn't going to make varsity. Now they're playing NAIA D2. That's a hell of a jump. However, because nobody knows about it, you know, it means nothing. It's in the wind. So just this whole game in itself, I mean, because of all of the politics, because of all of the things that are at stake, there are so many people that are falling by the wayside and so many people that's getting turned away and turned off by the game. And once again, this camp is uh, an outcry to make sure that we don't lose those people. No, come, come play. I don't care if you can't dribble with your left. The one thing that I always tell 
my son personally that I'm training because he's just not starting. He's 14 years old. I tell him, your chapter one, stop comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. If they've been playing basketball for 10, 11 years, of course they're going to know how to do this. And yeah, they may laugh at you when you uh, work in it. They are never seen you play because it may look unorthodox, but this is your chapter one. By the time you get to your chapter 20 and you have other physical attributes, you can easily surpass their chapter 20 and no telling where you will end up. So, you know, if you just got the heart and the will to get better, you're surrounded by some of the best basketball minds in the nation. And we're all going to be at one camp and we're doing it because we got love for the community and we got love for the game to the point where it exceeds money. It exceeds you know, attention. It exceeds accolades. We're not doing it for any of that. We're genuinely doing it because we like, we want you guys to come who maybe you'll make a friend for life. You know, maybe you'll find somebody that can be able to build your self-esteem up. Maybe one of us can build your self-esteem up. I mean, you know, we talk at suicide rate with the with how social media is, cyberbullying and all that. It's just so many issues that is out there that I know can't fit all can't fix all of it but it can at least be a door opener to fix some of it yeah bro some you think about it honestly bro some of some kids and i'm not saying all kids whether you wealthy whether you poor whether you middle class some of these kids just need to get a high five and say good job like some of them just need to be seen you know what i mean some of them like i go back and i keep giving examples but I go back to our Lafayette spring break camp we had at, at, uh, on Purdue's at Purdue. It was after, right after COVID. We had a kid. He wasn't, his mom had said it before camp. First camp, wasn't that talented. And I, I want that kid. I want those kids to come. First camp, not really that talented. But it was his birthday. We got to sing him happy birthday at lunch. He, the guy, it's like the best day he ever had. You could tell he... And then he start, He looked around, you got 70 new friends singing you happy birthday, stuff like that. I mean, that's just what camp is about. Like, let's stop forcing eighth graders to think about going D1. Like, let's stop. Like, I mean, you obviously you have a goal and you want to do it. Like, you have a goal, you want to do this. But every eighth grader don't need to be in class looking at rankings, looking at where they at, you know what I mean, seeing if they're going to the NBA, if they're on a mock draft yet, you know what I mean, stuff like that. And then for those kids that – do come that's not maybe that athletically great yet the way we run camp is you're not going to be getting embarrassed by the best players at camp but you're not going to necessarily know that you're not with the best players at camp because we are able to split the kids up once we see them once we see the skill level and they're able to play with their skill level and that way you don't have a situation where like I always tell kids at the beginning of the camp first thing I say no one should leave this camp not wanting to go back to another camp you know what I mean? So if you have a teammate that's not as good as you, you don't yell at him. You don't treat him like he's not. You know what I mean? You don't make him feel bad. So you allow the kids with the same skill sets to play together so everybody gets the same amount of shots. Like, you're not going to have – we're not going to have the best third grader down there just taking the ball from all the, from all the third or second graders. You're going to move him up to the fourth or fifth grade. You know what I mean? So the way we structure all of that is a free-flowing. But then we get – like, I, I think about little Corey, and I can't. I can't remember Lil Corey's last name, but he's a seventh grader. To me, he's probably the best seventh grader in the state. So we get Lil Corey to come to camp, and we bring a dog out of him, and he goes at those other kids. So it's not as if we just wanting the kids that can't hoop. We want the best kids that's going to come 
that can learn from Lewis Jackson, that can learn from the teachings of the college coaches we may bring in and speak. But then we also want the kids that just starting out, come learn to love the game. But at the end of the day, like it's not just like a free-for-all though. Like, and I, I'm jumping around, but the way we run camp, my the kid, I call them my kids. My kids in Fort Wayne, they look at me like I'm Coach Carter. Like we running, like we touching the line, like we being disciplined. Our first, our first topic of the day is discipline. Our second topic of the day is time management. Third topic of the day is character. And then that next day we go into peer pressure, we go into different things. So it's more than just hoop with us. It's a lot of different things. I agree. And I'm going to piggyback off you, Ray, and, and Myron, uh, wrap things up. I remember going to the Glenn Robinson camp. It was up the street at Gary Roosevelt. And I, and I knew that the whole community would be there. A lot of my teammates who were, as I got older in high school and middle school, we still reminisce about the Glenn Robinson camp and how we used to hoop outside and then we'll go inside. And it was by age group, but it was, it was more so connecting with the new friend understanding like, man, I'm, I'm here to enjoy basketball, learn from the coaches, but also basically be with my guys and, and have fun. And that's something I want to kids to take away from the camp is like, hey, mom, I really enjoyed Duamarell basketball camp. When is the next one? I really enjoyed the food. I really enjoyed being around Rafael Davis, who played at Purdue and Coach Myron Jenkins, who's, who's a, a fellow from Gary, Indiana. You know, we're all pillars of our own community and all our own environment and our urban community. And that's basically I want kids to take away is that they had a they had a blast and they had a great time and they learned a lot and they met their new friend. And also coaches get to network with one another because you may see a familiar face. Uh, oh, coach, I didn't know you was coming or man, that's your son. You know what high school is he going to or what middle school? Um, just having that basketball conversations in a friendly environment at the Dean and Barbara White Community Center. And I want to give a shout out to Tarrance Price for making this possible. And, yeah. and more so, like I said, everyone growing together and connecting. Um, everyone's journey in basketball is different. Everyone influences people in a different way. And, and I hope that I get to influence people in my community to think beyond basketball and understand like it's more than life than just basketball. You know, basketball is a small part in someone's life when you get old and you try to reflect on all the things you accomplished and basketball is just going to be that small part in your life, but it's also a vehicle to do different things that God bless you to have. So that's why I'm going to leave it with for my take. My bad, but just um, my bad, just um, one thing I say just off of that, just one thing is that paint Matt Painter would always say you get 35, 37, nobody going to care what your free throw percentage was. He's in high school. You know what I mean? So, like, exactly what you're saying, nobody's going to care what you shot from three when you're 38. And he would always say 90% of the NBA, they got to get a job when they retire. So, I mean, it goes on exactly what you're saying. Be able to come to camp, get an experience, ha have a lot of fun, but also learn the game and learn how it can help you outside of the game. And uh, what Rick said, so feedback off that is, he said uh, it's been in basketball and – you know, I quote Isaiah Thomas, he said, the secret to basketball is that it's not about basketball. So that's the irony of all this. Learning how to communicate effectively with somebody, learning how to motivate and uplift somebody, learning how to build a relationship to where it becomes part of the game. Now the game becomes easy. It's guys right now that I ain't played basketball competitively probably like five, six years. This guys right now, if I put them on my team, 
without even saying a word, without us having to do anything, we'll be able to have a chemistry like, you know, it's just like riding a bicycle because I'm going to play a little bit harder defensively because I'm playing with him. I'm going to look to get him involved because I care about how he feels. And if you can develop a point to where you get a sense of empathy to where every time you step on the court, you're able to empathize with everybody on the team, whether you're the best player or the last role player on the team. If you could just have that type of mentality, you're going to make it far in this game further than you can ever imagine. Like it's people in the NBA right now that get a check for being good locker room guys. Mm. And this is the part of the game nobody talks about. This is the part of the game that everybody look at the 450 and everybody thinks, oh, these guys are there because they're really good. No, they're there because they're good. They're marketable. They know how to talk to people. They know how to read the game. They know how to understand and play the game. And most importantly, when you look at them and you see them play, maybe outside of the gym, you say to yourself, I'm willing to work three months and save up some dollars to go see him play. And unfortunately, everybody may not get to that point. But if you just make people feel good by being a great teammate, you're going to open up doors, whether it's basketball or something else, you're going to open up doors that can't be closed. That wraps it up, Ray, Myron. Um, June 13th through the 15th, Duane Morrell Summer Camp at the Dean and Barbara White Community Center, Monday and Tuesday, uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. That Wednesday, half day, we'll, we will be providing lunch and uh, T-shirts. And guys, thanks again. I appreciate it. Man, my pleasure.